Welcome to Coffee with the Bellamy's, bringing you laughter, marriage, and current events. Enjoy! You can turn it off now. Are you ready? Sure. Husband. What's up? So, we haven't done a broadcast in a while. We got through the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah, we did. We had a uh, eventful month, I guess a month and a half. Yeah, November, but end of November and beginning of January, so about a month and a half. Yeah. You had some time off work? My ritual, two and a half weeks, yes. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you loved it? Yep, that is my time. Mm-hmm. I give you and Duke Energy 50 and a half weeks a year. I take two and a half weeks. No, I guess 49 and a half, I'm sorry. I take two and a half weeks to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. No emails, no honeydews. Most I do is put up lights and take them down. Yeah, true. You do that. That's for sure. It's exactly what you did, too. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Proud of it. <laughs> How was your Christmas? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, since I'm old enough to know that there's no such thing as a jolly saint fat man coming down a chimney, my wife treated me well. Really? Mm-hmm. And my mother-in-law. Huh. Really? Yeah. Would you say that you're spoiled? Damn right. Told to be. Okay. Supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I said. Supposed to be. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because we have no kids. Mm-hmm. And it's you and I. Mm-hmm. And therefore... I spoil you and you spoil me. So what if there were kids? Then they would be spoiled. And you wouldn't be? It would be less. Less? Yeah. But still? Yeah. The expectation would still be there? Mm-hmm. Because before there was kids, there was husband and wife. Mm-hmm. True. Because of husband and wife, there are kids. So you can't forget what started it all, which is husband and wife. Kids is a product of husband and wife. Not the main ingredient of husband and wife. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. So, what happens when, if you have kids, those kids go off to college and start their own lives like you and I? What happens to husband and wife? What happens to husband and wife when? When the kids leave, mm-hmm. the empty nest syndrome, mm-hmm. it becomes husband and wife again. Mm-hmm. And it's about husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Which it should never not be about husband and wife because part of the uh, hierarchy, it's God, husband and wife, 
chitlins. Work, family, and then work. Mm. Chitlins? You don't eat chitlins. I'm sorry. I went country. Chitlins. Oh. Okay. What hierarchy is that? I mean, I know that's our hierarchy. That's the hierarchy ordained by God. Hmm. Okay. Just like the hierarchy of God mm-hmm. as the head, husband as the leader, wife, children, mm-hmm. the um, marital hierarchy. Mm-hmm. There is a... Um, also in that hierarchy, there is a... Uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I can't think of it, but it's part of that hierarchy. You got God... The marriage. Order? The order, yes. God, marriage, kids, family, work. Mm-hmm. Just like the uh, lead hierarchy, God, husband, wife, kids, everything else after that. Mm-hmm. So the only difference between the two is uh, kind of the end of the situation. You got family and work versus everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And that's really how we run our household. Yeah, what, what works for ours may not work for everybody's. Right. But I like how you preface that, you know, it's God and then it's the marriage. Yeah. And then... In a subgroup, it's if you want to be real specific, it's God, the husband, and the wife, mm-hmm. and the children. Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself as being the head of the household? Because I, well, looking at it from two aspects. If you look at it from a spiritual aspect, I am responsible for. The spirituality, I guess, of this household. God, I am I am responsible for covering this house with uh, prayer. I'm responsible for covering this house with um, God's anointing. I am responsible um, to God if anything goes awry. So, if, for example, we had kids and then well, all of a sudden we got a child that says, "Well, I don't want to be Christian anymore." Well, after the ass whipping, <laughs> with a Bible, then they still got to go to church. Mm-hmm. Because just like they say it in, 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 in the old church, train up, train up a child in the way he or she should go. So once they are old, they do not part, depart from God. Mm-hmm. That's and, That's the Bible. Yeah. Well, you know, old folks say that. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you where it comes from in the Bible, <laughs> but old folks will tell you that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thinking about how I was raised, mm-hmm. mother was a Sunday school teacher, father was a trustee. I didn't have the PK syndrome, but I was almost close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I still, when we were in Raleigh, we were in church. 
And as the covenant said, when you remove from this church, you immediately, 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 immediately <laughs> find a new church home. Mm-hmm. When we moved to Charlotte, did we not go on the hunt for a church? Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't got me saying it right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I am responsible. For that, so when it comes to Judgment Day, if God says, "Well, what did you do to keep your family protected and in line with my will?" I can say it was most important that not only my wife, but any chitlins we had followed the law and plan of God. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Which is all based on the word of God. Yeah. Yep. Does God speak to you about your marriage? Yeah. He does. He he speaks to me about a number of things. He speaks to me about you. Um, he speaks to me about uh, the marriage as a whole. He speaks to me about where we should be in church. He speaks to me about a number of things and it's just not, it's not this, you know, earth shattering voice, thou wilt and all that. No, it's, he speaks to me through anything and everything. Um, It could be something on TV that answers a question that I've been rattling around in my head. Um, It could be uh, for example, one morning I was going into work late and the sun was just shining brighter than I've ever seen it coming up over the horizon. It was like, okay, that was a sign that he had the day covered. So he doesn't speak verbally all the time. Sometimes it's items, physical um, so yeah, he speaks to me about the marriage. He speaks to me about life. Hmm. You feel like it's necessary? Well, wouldn't it be? I speak to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I speak to him through prayer. Speak to him through, um, you know, they say if you can't come up with words, just the oomph. Mm-hmm. He can translate it. So why shouldn't it be a two-way communication? I agree. You you know how I feel about all of this. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. agree with you. Does he speak to you? He does. He does speak to me. He speaks to me the same as he speaks to you. And usually with me, it's more of like, some people would say an intuition or it's just a knowing. It's an internal, almost like a gut, a gut knowing of something. And he'll use scripture. He'll use you. He'll use my employees. He will use my favorite TV station, TBN, to preach to me, to guide me, to speak to me. Um, he speaks 
all the day long. Even in your dreams, he's speaking. And I like how you put it, you know, it's a two-way communication because it truly is. If he's speaking to you, then you should be speaking to him. And then you're speaking to him. Your speaking comes by way of kneeling and praying, praying out loud, praying in your mind, talking to him, having a relationship with him and getting to know his personality for yourself. We know what the word of God, what the word says that he is, but he wants to know us individually. He wants, he yearns, he yearns for that knowing. And this wasn't where the conversation was supposed to go, but I guess this is what he wants us to share. But there's a knowing um, that's present and there's an even deeper knowing when you spend that one-on-one time with him and you get to know his personality and how much he really truly is crazy about those that believe everyone he loves everyone so yes he does speak loud and clear loud and clear even in our faults and failures when we feel like we've let him down and when we have let him down, not just feeling, but you know you've let him down, he still speaks and he still covers. He says, I cover a multitude of sins. Your sins are as far from the east as is to the west. Like, if you really think about that, that's one of my favorite scriptures because it really shows how ginormous he really is. There really is, you have an east coast and a west coast. But that's not the entire world. That's not the entire galaxy. That's not the entire heaven above. So there's really no point in reference from east to west. Which makes your sin so non-existent. When you believe in Jesus Christ being the son of God. When you believe. It's like you can't do any wrong. Not to say that it's okay to continue to do wrong. But whenever you do fall, it's as though he doesn't see it. True. I like that. I wouldn't say he doesn't see it. I think it's because of grace and mercy. You're not uh, punished mm-hmm. for it. True. Because he sees everything. He does. He sees everything and he knows everything. But your sin, I really think that he turns his back to that. Maybe I need to find a scripture to back it and validate this thought that I have. But if your sins are as far from the east as to the west, that means they really don't exist. He created you with your end in mind. He knew everything that you would do before you even had life. It says before, he knew you before you were, like he knew you from the very, before you even had creation. So, and that's a whole different discussion that maybe I'll go into later and my thoughts on that. But it's like God is only good. He's only good. Yeah, I mean, there's 
you can't say that God is bad and um, yeah you can't there, there's no way you can say God is bad and there be any validity to that statement he's only good so if bad is in the mix then it obviously can't be him right but if you look at the story of Job mm-hmm. bad was in the mix bad was but God was too and God allowed the devil to test Job okay he told the devil mm-hmm. have you tried my servant Job mm-hmm. because he knew Job mm-hmm. would not could not turn away from God right even after having everything taken away from him, mm-hmm. balls all over his body, mm-hmm. even his people, his boys telling him, man, just curse God and die. Mm-hmm. God knew that through the test, Job would not turn his back on him. Mm-hmm. That's why God told the devil, have you tried my servant, Job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the devil was what was it? Up and down, all around, mm-hmm. looking searching, for to searching mm-hmm. to find someone to devour. Mm-hmm. And God said, allowed, mm-hmm. offered Job to the devil mm-hmm. and say, try him. Knowing he was going to fail, but told him to try him anyway. And at the end of that trial, tribulation, Mm-hmm. Job was blessed with what ten times more than what he had to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, yeah, God is good, but God allows things to happen, mm-hmm. and it's on you to open your eyes and see the lesson that you're supposed to learn from whatever the situation is. If you don't open your eyes and see what's going on and see God in the midst, then that's on you. But you can't beat God at being God. So if he does it, does something or allows something to happen, he does it for a reason. There's a lesson. There's a a a um Yeah, I just lost that thought. There is a lesson for you to learn from that situation. Mm-hmm. And you have to open up your spiritual eyes and see what God is trying to tell you just like I tell you all the time a blessing is still a blessing no matter what kind of box it comes in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know if I put a diamond ring in a paper bag and present it to you is it any less of a diamond ring as if it's in a box with a bow and all this pretty frilly stuff it's still a diamond ring Mm -hmm. so a blessing is still a blessing. So regardless of whether he put it beside you on your pillow or you have to actually learn and get to that blessing, that blessing is still a blessing. Mm-hmm. True. Amen. Amen. That's good, husband. Thank you. It really wasn't the yeah, topic no, of choice. but kind of veered a little bit, but... 
I think it's relevant. Apparently, this is what God wants us to share today on Coffee with the Bellamies. And I hope that it blesses someone. Back to the point, we're going to wrap up here in just a few. Do you feel like, what's your thoughts on spoiling your wife? You know, and everybody else know, you get spoiled. There's no thoughts, it's actuals. Hmm. Simple as that. Sorry, I ain't got no long drawn out speech for it. But reality is reality. Yes, you get spoiled. Hmm. But that ask your husband, that's what I'm supposed to do. We have no kids again, hmm. so I spoil my wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell. So something has to motivate you because is it something that you just do for the heck of it or is it something that you're inspired to do because of? I'm inspired to do because of I am your husband. And as um, not rules, laws, and regulations, um, requirement. A requirement of being a husband is to make sure the wife is happy. Mm-hmm. And means sometimes giving her what she wants, not necessarily what she needs. Mm-hmm. So you will have a list of things that you want, not necessarily what you need. It doesn't pertain to survival or shelter or food, but because you are my wife and my job or one of my many jobs is to make sure my wife is happy, then you see those things that you want. Show up under the tree, show up beside you on the pillow, show up sitting on the floor beside the bed. You see those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been trying to push this because I, I can't remember where I heard it or saw it. You know, they say, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. I told a couple of them, my married boys, you know, it should be happy spouse, happy house. And they chimed in with like, yeah. I said, take that home and tell me what happens. They were afraid to. So what do you believe? I believe that happy house, you know, happy wife, happy life, meaning if the wife ain't happy, if my man happy, ain't nothing going to be happy. Just like I told you the other day, you asked me about something. Where, we were going somewhere. What do you want? And that don't matter. The thing was going out to eat. I was going to get something to eat. Something quick. What do you want? It don't matter. Because it was going to be about where you would any want it anyway. You say all of that to make it sound like you don't have a say at all. And you tried it with that happy spouse, happy house. You you, you tried it. You you tried. You, you really did. Did I break it over? You, you tried. You tried it. You I, really you tried to slide in there. You can you can go back and tell your little friends. They nah. didn't, it didn't work here either. Yeah, this this is what you can do. You can go oh, back it, and let them know. It died because 
they were like, nah. Mm-hmm. And granted, I surround myself by uh, intelligence. So all my friends are typically older than I am. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they talked a good game. Yeah, I'm going to take it home. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And I don't even know where I saw that at. But you should you should call them. You uh, need to find out where you saw it at. Call the per the idiot that said it, and let them know what you think about that. So there's no validity to that at all. There's there's no validity to that at all. If you keep your wife happy, the Bible says the Bible says the husband should respect the wife and the wife no the husband should love the wife and the wife should respect the husband exactly it's i see that as a circle so if you're loving me you're getting respect in return and there you have a happy house okay when you stop loving me i'm gonna stop respecting you period the bible says it because it's true Okay, that's right. Period. That's it. So it's not so much of of it being that you see that truck there. It's not so much of it being. Do you see it? It's parked. Yeah, it's waiting to get out on the main road. Um, sorry guys, but it's not so much of it being. Um, an effort of you know about the collective it is about the collective but in the collective it's individual so as long as the individuals are being taken care of the collective is 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 good so which would mean the entire unity um marriage or company or job so when everyone is doing their job, then the collective is taken care of. Right. Every member of the body has a purpose. Right. Right? Right. So you should find out where you saw that at and call those people. Let them know you tried it and tell them the outcome. That's my suggestion. So guys, today was all about giving you guys insight on the coffee with the Bellamy's about how do we handle giving in our household? Do men receive gifts? And my husband didn't ask me the question, but yes, he does receive gifts. And I do try my best to spoil him. He actually not try, he is spoiled rotten with a cherry on top. And it's because, not because I have to do it, but because he makes it easy to do. He makes me want to do those things for him because of the love he shows me every day, not just on Valentine's Day, not just during Christmas, not during Thanksgiving, holidays, anniversary, every day in our home. It's very very prevalent. We are celebrating, we just celebrated our ninth year marriage anniversary and we're going on 11 years being together so and it's gone by so quick what do you think Nick yeah nine years has went by very quickly um, 
when you look back, you can see uh, like going into it, nine years went by fast, but when you look back, there's been some very earth-shattering, life-changing experiences throughout. Mm -hmm. um, Not cheating. No, like deaths and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, in what, nine years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nine, ten years. I've lost both parents. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and those were long periods of trying to find a new normacy uh, that uh, was tough. Mm -hmm. um, but if you look, let's say from a 5,000 foot view, it's like, man, nine years, like yesterday. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you say life-changing events and, and talk about the bad, but I mean, you, you can't talk about the bad without talking about the good. Mm -hmm. um, we, we've moved a number of times. We relocated from um, Raleigh back to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I used to say in Raleigh, uh, make a name for ourselves. And I think we did well in Raleigh and we've done well for the three, three and a half, mm -hmm. almost four years in Charlotte. People know who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's not because we're out being anything more than who we are. It's just because of who we are, people know who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, it's been nine wonderful years. There's uh, not a thing I would change. Ditto. Oh, come on. You got to go to some more detail than that. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto is a cop-out. That's not a cop-out. I mean, I already said it. Nine years of marriage. Nine years of marriage. Almost 11 years together. Yeah. Well, that's stating obvious. How's your feeling of that? I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of how God has continued to make a way for us every day, every year, no matter what, and how we remain consistently loyal. It's like there's always a conversation. Like you always like to talk. You, you chit chat. Always you always talk. got something to say, guys. It's not me that's something. the talkative one. It's chit chat over here. Don't get it twisted. So there's never a dull moment. There's always something to do. And you always got jokes. Sometimes I have to clean up. Sometimes he has to clean up. Sometimes he cooks. Sometimes I cook. There's no rhyme or reason of how we take care of our home other than the home is taken care of. So on that note, we're going to chime off. We want to thank you all for joining Coffee with the Bellamies. Happy 2019. Let's make 2019 the best year yet. I hope from a Veranda Bellamy inspired <laughs> standpoint that you've been setting goals. If you are new to the broadcast, you've not listened to any of the previous shows. You can join Veranda Bellamy inspired on 
iTunes if you have an Apple device or Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. You can download the app and listen to all of the previous shows from there. And there is a segment on goal setting. There are some amazing things happening happening for uh, Veranda Bellamy Inspired, Coffee with the Bellamy's, and everything that we um, have put our eyes and heart on doing. So I want you to stay tuned, stay locked in, share our information with your mama and them, as I always say, and make sure that you find a way to create a hierarchy in your home if you haven't yet. Create that hierarchy. Sit down, settle yourself. You can pray about it, ask God to guide you. Or if you just want to follow the hierarchy that we have, feel free to do so. If you have any questions, you can always email me info at verondabellamy.com. I am a licensed professional counselor as well as a licensed clinical addiction specialist. So I treat um, in my day job, I treat uh, all conditions from marriage, divorces, bereavement, mental illness, depression, schizophrenia, alcoholism, those addicted to more severe drugs like heroin, opiates. Yeah, I'm I'm in the swing of it. But nevertheless, just to give you some information about me, my husband's background is IT and he does that uh, for a very well-known company as well as assisting my company um, with any IT needs that we have. He's developed our websites, every website that you see me on, he's pretty much developed that. And that's us as a couple. There's a lot more coming for us that I will share with you guys as time continues. And that's not to just kind of keep you on a hook here, but it's true. So thank you all for joining Coffee with the Bellamies. We pray that the episode today has been a, an insight for you all. That's why we do what we do to open up our marriage to you guys to share some of the things that's worked for us. We are, we are not 20, 30 years into this, but we have survived longer than most. And we feel like some of the things that we've done uh, can help those that are striving to either become married or maintain a marriage, a happy marriage. So you can join us back here the fourth Sunday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the show will broadcast through April and then we will be out for the season and then we'll resume back in the fall so you have us every month coming back to share something with you all i really want us to chime into and talk about a little bit about surviving infidelity no we've not gone through that if if any of you all have and would like to share how you survived it i would love to hear from you i really would i would like to i would like to hear from you and possibly um give you the chance to speak about that on coffee with the bellamy's before um our season ends in April. Feel free to email us info at at verondabellamy.com. We do not have a coffee with the Bellamy site. Everything is on verondabellamy.com. If you want to listen to the shows again, they're on iTunes as well as Spreaker. And we may be changing out. This is kind of like a little pilot of Coffee with the Bellamy's. And um, as time continues, if anything changes, we will certainly let you guys know. I want you to smile at someone, hug someone, and show someone the love of God today. Be inspired.
Welcome to Coffee with the Bellamy's, bringing you laughter, marriage, and current events. Enjoy! You can turn it off now.